Welcome, welcome to another podcast. I hope that the sound quality and the video quality on this one's better. I apologize to everybody for last podcast. Um, working on it. Um, so this podcast is a little bit about how the people around you affect your morale, like at work and um, like when you're goals, well not goal setting, but when you're yeah, we might end up Goal there. setting as an adult, as a kid, how it affects your life. Yeah. I mm. had a thought today, actually. Go for I it. was, like, cleaning stables, and I was like, you know what? Olympians. Like, I've met so many of them. Or even, like, the top professionals that are doing the round show jumping or whatever. And their parents are the ones that are like, oh, my mom's coming to drive the truck, and she's going to, like, pick it up. Like, they're... It's like dance moms, there's like horse moms, it's like a community, and it just got me thinking, is that why they got to the top of their game? This is not because they're good, but because they had the support they needed to be good. I love how this last time it was the gear that made them the best. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, we need to, we're, we're, we need to, come, uh, it's like an onion. Yeah, you gotta peel that onion. Yeah. Um... Like, I, I don't know, I would say that the support of the people around you can be very helpful, but it can also be really detrimental. Like, you can feel that pressure of needing to perform, or you can have people around you who are really um, supportive unconditionally. Mm. Um, I guess a lot of people blow out, like younger people, you know, they get that, that they go through all the competing and everything and the parents like push 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 and then they get to like 18 and boys become more important and they're yeah. like yeah you know what this isn't fun anymore all my weekends are out like I yeah. want a life yeah but how many people do you know that are at the top of their game that did it completely on their own I I don't think that anybody on the top of their game that did it on their own would publicize that Necessarily, because like as somebody, I I wouldn't say that my family's not supportive. I think that my mom supports me in every way that she can, but also she's terrified of of me working with horses as a whole because mm -hmm. they're dangerous, and um, and and so I think that the support of your family doesn't necessarily like I would I wouldn't post that my mom was not there. You know, no. like, but do you think that like if she was and she was like on the phone and organizing your lessons and picking your horse up and taking it here and taking it there, do you think you would be potentially at a different stage? I think I probably would have killed her by now. <laughs> I love <laughs> you. Wasn't mom. a I question. Love you. I love you. Um, but I mean, my mom and I have a really unique. Um, I guess everybody has a unique mm. relationship with their parents, but but my mom and I have a really unique relationship um in the sense that she gave me a lot of opportunities to be my own person and in that the opportunities of being my own person she didn't force me into any role mm. so i was able to you know try violin or try swimming or try anything like that did you try violin yeah i did yeah i go i played violin for a while but i'm not good at it tim's better than me I'm, I'm just going to let the dog out there because she's going to cry about the fact that she's not out there. Um, yeah, so I, I got the opportunity to try a lot of different things. I did, play, I did karate. 
you know, like yeah. I did, I did a lot of different things that my mom thought I would enjoy and, and yeah, horses. Did she, did she like push any of them? No. Never. Never did I feel like I was forced to do anything. No, forced, I, but pushed in a good way. I mean, like I was, I was, I always had to put like a good effort in, mm. but, um, but I was never told that, you know, like, <laughs> like Tim was in a competition with me, not this weekend, just past, but the weekend or a couple weekends before. And he said to me, um, you're either first or you're last. Mm. And I had never heard that in my life. You know, and I was you hear like, it a lot like with dance, because I watch all those dance mom shows and everything, <laughs> you hear it a lot. It's like, if you're not first, it doesn't, like, it's nothing, it doesn't count. Yeah, and that, and I think if my mom said that to me, I, it would really mess me up. Every time, like, even if I, I remember going through times, and it didn't matter what struggle I had, I overcame that struggle, and it was, that was great, next time do this. Right. It was never just a, like even if I won, like I would win the whole comp, but it was like, well that's great, you won, but next time you need to go up a level or do this, or you didn't do this, or that. There was always, and I don't think it came from a bad no, place, no. it was just um, that that's, you know, the kind of people that, um, that that's how they felt was the best way to drive me, but I still sit there and I think I see kids out there all the time, the young ones that are out like top of their game mm -hmm. and their parents are there and they're hardcore I don't think I've ever seen a real gentleman be like oh that's okay try again next time and it just makes me wonder I don't know like I have a lot of students with parents that are really really supportive in the sense that they're really soft and kind and wonderful and those kids end up better riders in my opinion because they are more understanding with their animals Mm. I find that kids that are like hammered, 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 but they're about winning. Yeah, they just hammer, 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 hammer their horse, mm. you know? And, and like I have a, a student um, that I love, and she's only 10, and she rides better than some teenagers that I know. And she's only recently started actively riding, like having the ability to kinetically, but her mom rides in such a classical fashion and because the, the the nature of the sport isn't necessarily winning for them it's it's being able to get your horse to perform their best mm. she goes out there and she rides better than tons of people you know and she but she never hammers that horse does she win sometimes yeah but she's 10 yeah you know it just like it just makes me think what's more like I obvious like okay this is gonna come out wrong obviously like uh, the best thing for your horse that's the way to go don't get yeah, me wrong yeah, here yes. I'm just asking a question in general about like what's better to be you know just generally a better rider at home but not winning to make it in this industry you kind of need to win yeah, but I mean, like, I lost big time this weekend. Mm. And I still, like, I had clients come up to me and go, awesome, like, you went to a big event, and, like, that was really awesome. And just, like, just amazed at the fact that I would go out there and spend two days and camp and, you know, be with all of the top ponies that there are in, you know, Victoria. Mm. And even though three out of four tests I retired 
Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I retired. I got, I got eight movements through one. <laughs> and I was like, and we're cantry, thank you, we're done. And this is a gallop, we're out of here, thank you, <laughs> bye-bye. Thanks for having me, I'm, I'm gonna move on. You know, because my horse was Why just so... Why wouldn't you complete that test? Because I had zero control. So... And also, I do not want to compromise my training. So you wouldn't bring it back and use it as training? Like, I don't know what, what the... Like, I don't compete a lot of people, so... Yeah. Like, I don't know to what stage... You, if you have a time limit to when you're allowed before they're booting you out... Like, if you say, okay, this canter isn't working, let me try the transition again, bring it back. Like, you've obviously retired, but you're just using it. No, you can't. If, you, if you retire, you retire, you're out. Okay. And you, if I do three errors of course, I'm out. Right. So if I repeat a circle, that's an error of course. Yeah, yeah. So I have to do a lengthened canter down the long side, and I can't bring it back on that corner. I can't make a circle. I've got to continue the movement, which is across the diagonal. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going down a short side real fast. <laughs> And now I'm going across the diagonal real fast. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, I need to trot an X and that's not going to happen. <laughs> I made it all the way to F and I was like, okay, we're just going to stop. <laughs> and I just pulled it back and said, you know what? And I tried. And the first judge, my first test that I retired, the judge said, are you sure you don't want to try again? And I was like, did you see what I just did? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was nice of them. Yeah, us. absolutely. Like, do you want to start where you were? Yeah. The next judge, or the next test, the judge said, I think you made the right choice. Try again tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> and then the third time I retired, the judge said, do you know where you're going? <laughs> <laughs> and I had Tim calling the test to me. Oh. <laughs> so, yes, I do know Wait, where I'm going. is that allowed? Yeah. I thought that was like only a Paralympic thing. No, no, you can call a test no matter where you are. Okay, except except if like you're at states, level. states and nationals, you can't. Wow. But like, like you can get your test called all the way up to, I don't know. That's I don't think so good do because I don't have a memory. Yeah, that's great. I'll help you. I'll call for you, you call for me. Oh, no, we're doing the same grade. That's yeah, that, that's fine. Someone can hold my horse and like, I'll, I'll read your test and, or, mm, okay. <laughs> well... Yeah, neither, not, like, needless to say, going back to uh, how the people affect you, the uh, people around you affect your morale, mm. it really hit me home when Tim was there and I did my last, my fourth test. And I rode that test and I swear, Tim thought he was at Flemington Racecourse when I came length and stride past him. Rocks were flying at him. You know, he, I was going places. Yeah. But I held on for dear life and really just tried to pull that test together just to complete one. And then when I halted and saluted at the end, my biggest fan was just like, yes! <laughs> See, and that's amazing. Like, but I mean, I didn't win. I didn't place. I didn't, I just completed a test. Mm. Tim, Tim's never going to have that support must keep you going. Oh, like, and I kind of feel like I'm at a stage in my life where I'm knocking books off the shelf <laughs> and um, also where I don't really feel like I would have that. Like, I'm so desperate to get out there and compete and everything, but I'm very much a validation person. Like, mm -hmm. I need the validation. I, w whether it's, like, I'm competitive, like, I want to be the best, if I'm not, then I sucked, you know, but 
having that and even having conversations with people that don't really understand horses, if they're saying to me, oh, that's good, like I'll tell them some scary experience I had and they'll be like, oh, wow, that sounds bad. Yeah. But I don't get anything out of that because I know they don't connect with it. Yeah. And so that's why it makes it hard. I could have someone say, oh, I'll come to an event, but they won't know if I wrote a good test. They won't yeah. know. And so I kind of feel like that doesn't drive me. But if Tim, I thrive Tim, off that. Yeah, Tim didn't know. Tim had no idea until he started going out mm. with me repeatedly over and over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Calling a test, knowing what looks good, hearing other people around go, oh, that's good, oh, that's bad, like watching warm-ups. Tim's our husband, by the way, for anyone that hasn't caught up. Yeah, um, okay, if you didn't have Tim at all and you were going alone to these things, how do you think you would feel? So if I was going alone to these types of events, I think it would be a totally different game ballgame. Firstly, I think my anxiety would be 900 Mm -hmm. because I would have to drive there by myself and f just tr floating horses traveling horses in any fashion just stresses me right that right out um and Tim does a lot of that he like I don't ever have to drive a float which is great um and getting horses out of the float and just Tim being around and being able to hold he can bridle he can saddle like he can tie which is so up. cool yeah why well, he can He's better at bridling than he is at sat, like putting the saddle and stuff on. He's okay at that, but because he did so much harness work, oh, so he cool. can put he can put a pair's harness on, hook them up to a carriage, and I wouldn't even check it. That's so cool. Like he's really good. See, and that's the thing. Like, why did did he do that out of his own interest or because of you? Because of me. See, and that is what I'm after. That is what I'm saying. These people care about you so much that they care, and I think that's where the validation comes from for me. Yeah. It's like, if they're not there, they don't care. Right, okay, I see that. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how far you can get in this industry without that. Well, we, you just find other people in the industry to be able to be your support system. I think if hire a friend. Hire a friend. What's that? What's that? Hire, hire a hubby. hubby. Yeah. Oh my god. Hire a hubby. Yeah. Or man with a van. Yeah. I wonder what they would say. We should do a call one day. Can you just come? Like with? totally. <laughs> we should actually call them and be like, or an escort service. Yeah, I and just be like Look, I have this horse event. It's really important. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I like wonder. seriously, their reaction. We should totally line that up. Okay, well, we can we can try that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of upcoming events and things like that, where are you thinking about doing that Randall Park event? Which one is that? Randall Park is, I think it's November. What date? Uh, Saturday. They're doing... I know I'm away between the 8th and the 24th. Oh, well, you said you were interested in it. Um... Yeah, the ones you sent me were from... January. Yeah, on Facebook you were interested in that Randall Park event. Oh, I probably didn't look at the date. Oh, you're so cheeky because I was like, oh, I might go to that if you're going to that. Oh, it's an unofficial day, so. I think anything I see that's unofficial now, I'm like, click. I don't even look at the date because then yeah. it pops up on my timeline and I can watch it and like stalk yeah. people. Right. I, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try and do an unofficial. I'm going to try and just do a couple more unofficial days and HRCAD days that are lower pressure for me because I find when I'm doing the EA days, like this comp was the biggest pony comp you can go to all year. Mm. 
And I think that pressure just really made it not as pleasurable of a I think ride. We put, yeah, we put pressure on ourselves too. It's like when you know that you're going in against people that are probably going to wipe the floor with you, you oh, try. Yeah. It's like you almost over try and then you end up like messing things up. It was just so much worse. He was so fast. <laughs> so very fast. And then, and I put those videos up of me in the warm-up. And, you know, we won the warm-up. <laughs> you win a warm-up. Did you see those videos? Man, I have never had that pony so supple in my life. Oh, yeah. So, like, the long and low. You're like, is that the ones you're talking yeah, about? The one, yeah. And he was, like, stretchy. And then, then his trot work was just so over the back. And I was like, who is this? Why are you so wonderful? Whatever. So you think, you think that if you don't have people around that support you, you would have a hard time competing? Well, I think that's why I'm 30 and never go anywhere. Is that why we're friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where this is going. I might say something that totally doesn't sound right. What do you mean? Let's explain. Well, I mean, like, you and I are friends because when, when we met each other, I was like, Let's go for coffee. But <laughs> honestly, okay. Okay, she's totally like, I'm one of those people that don't talk unless spoken to. And so everyone thinks I'm like a real cow. Apparently I have like resting bitch face. But then when they talk to me, they're like, you know what? She's actually pretty cool. You know what's funny? Mm. A lot of my friends who are probably going to listen to this, you guys better listen to this. Um, a lot of my friends say that. About you? No. That about they, them. About themselves. Yeah, that's that, because you're totally... It's like, I think you go on a hunt. You would be a person that's like, oh, no, nah, they look like they're fine. Let's let's go pick on the sulky person in the corner. Yeah, I love I want to go and, like, let's rev her up. She doesn't look happy. Let's go. And you'd be over there and you'd be like, so... Did you just get dumped? Like, you would just be like straight out. <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah. And you'd be like, don't worry, let's go find someone. Come on, let's go get up. <laughs> like, totally like that. Yeah. Totally like that. And, and like, some of my best friends are quieter people. We're just, they, but they come up with the most wonderful things to say. The, everyone I meet who, like, when I met them the first time, what are you eating over there? Whatever. When I met them the first time, it was a situation where I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know this person at all, and they're not very talkative. <laughs> okay, let's party. <laughs> you know, and that's really how, how a lot of my friendships started. Um, but, yes, our friendship started. I met you. Over um, a turmeric coffee that I'd never seen before in my life. Yeah, you well, invited me to a coffee place, and it was like a golden coffee, and I was like, I had a lot of drinking. Yeah, but everybody else I've met says, do not have them that are gross. Then in my head, I'm thinking, I have a friend that really likes this. I do, I love this. <laughs> I love this so much. But I was also off caffeine at that point, so I wasn't drinking any caffeine, that's why I yes. did something. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so I just, like, met you. You were friends with my other friends. You went to a birthday party. You said two words to me, maybe. Yeah, we, like, sat, like, two or three people down the table, and then we just exchanged contacts because we realized we had, like, a mutual contact. Mm -hmm. And then we might have chatted or something, and then you were just, like, 
bam. Girl. Cup of coffee with me. I was like, okay. And then, and then I, well, I love to stoke other people's fires. I love it. I love making other people passionate. And it, I'm so into that. And that, maybe that's why it makes me a good instructor. Um, I was, I had a, I was assessed today for part of my EA assessment. Mm. I had an assessment today, and one of the the assessor had said to me two things that were really positive, and I really love positive feedback. Um, that she really loved my enthusiasm, and I was really, um, com my communication skills were really good, which are both very true things of me as a human being. I am enthusiastic, and I have good communication skills. <laughs> I don't think I could say something negative. Like, if I came up with anything negative, you would always be like, well, that's okay, because this would happen instead. Or, like, you always have some way of being able, and I'm like, I just want to be angry for a minute, Red. Be angry with me. Oh, and you're like, yeah. and you're like, no, but don't you see how that'll work out? Because it's actually really good, because... <laughs> you have to tell me if you want to be angry. Because I'm really bad. One of my closest friends, sometimes she just wants to be angry about something, and I don't get it right away. No, look, I, no, that's a lie. No one, I don't know, I don't want to be angry. Sometimes. I just, you are to. angry, and sometimes when people just, it, it is invalidating, because it's like, <laughs> It's like someone's telling you that it's it's not bad and you feel like the world's ending and they're like, no, it's fine. Like, you know, and then you're like, validate. But my heart is breaking. <laughs> and so and you're like, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. So I ask this particular friend, I ask her now, I'm like, do you want me to, to side with you for a minute? And she goes, yes, please. And I'm like, that was terrible. <laughs> you're bad people. That would work for me. <laughs> No, because I'm so, I'm so, you got to just tell me what's going on. <laughs> I don't read between the lines ever. I'm like, yeah, this is happening. That cool. is all I do, read between the lines. <laughs> you are how, how do we, like, communicate? I don't know. I just take everything at face value. <laughs> and you and know. I wouldn't. You like, know. I, you would say something, and in the back of my head, I'd probably think about six different things that that one thing could mean mm -hmm. and I would say okay but in my head it's not okay but then I'd be like, like I would say to you I would look at your face and be like what happened <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd be like do you mean this and I'm like no 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 I totally mean this and then you go okay <laughs> <laughs> that's how that would go okay. I am um, I am just I take everything at face value and I totally shouldn't I trust people too yeah like I just trust it unless so you read between the lines with verbal conversation. I do In not. a bad way, all the time. Always it's negative. always negative. It's never positive. I don't say to this person, like, if you said something, I can't turn around and be like, oh, I, like I was thinking a positive thing about mm -hmm. the way that that could have gone. I'm always thinking, how could this be twisted into a negative way? And I read physical interactions and this sounds super freaky, but I was just talking to Tim earlier, is I feel like I can smell, like, when things are scared or... Literally? Metaphorically. Literally. <laughs> but Tim was saying it's probably what? not a smell. It's pheromones <laughs> and you can taste them. Because I can. Like, when horses get scared next to me, it tastes really sour. So what do I taste like right now? Nothing. You taste like you're looking at me like I'm nuts. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nothing. Like, but it has to be really, like, a really intense emotion. Like, uh-huh. like uh, a kangaroo jumped out and a horse was like, oh, that I can, like, it's palatable to me. Like After the fact or during? Uh, I guess during. When the fear is occurring. Okay. Like, the dog was playing with the other little dog, mm-hmm. and the little dog got hurt, and I could, like, it cried, but it was, like, a regular cry. Mm-hmm. But then they kept fighting, and the, the little dog smelled of fear. Do you think, okay, because from what you've told me, you're not, like, a very... I don't believe in... How do I, how do I, how do I say this? Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Not, like, I don't, I don't mean this in a romantic way. The only word that's coming to my head is, like, intimate. Okay. Like, you're not a very, like, physical, mushy, mushy, like, kind of a person. Well, I mean, so do like you no. maybe express emotion through, like, blunt, like... <laughs> I have This one. tastes sour! Instead of, like, <laughs> I feel... No, no, I feel a lot of stuff. Like, I have a good okay. guy all the time. Okay. We drive another road and the sun comes on, we're like, oh my god! <laughs> Does that taste like anything? No, no, it's only uh, things around me. Okay. Okay, this might be too much information for a lot of people, but never like, too much. No, remember we <laughs> had a rule. Never too much. Never too much info. When when women around me have their periods, sometimes that okay. <laughs> that, that that pheromone I can is palatable to me as well. Really? Sometimes it depends on the person, though. How would okay? So would you like? How do you call on that? You don't. I don't know, it's not like sour. How would you ever know? What, what are you talking about? Like, would you oh, just be like, yeah. by any chance? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do that. Yeah. Really? If they're close to me, I ask them, would you have your beard? And they'll be like, why are you being so weird? <laughs> Is that like, because you... Because <laughs> that's so wrong. Is that because you tasted it? Or because they're being a cow? No, no, just like, because it, like, it's... It's, I would say it's more like a smell than a taste. Some of the fear stuff is a taste. It tastes sour, uh-huh. but the like that kind of stuff is more of like a smell, kind of. Wow, this is fascinating. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really intrigued. Yeah, it's weird as hell. Tim Tim, when the puppy smelled scared, and I was like, ooh, she smells scared. I was eating, so like I was eating a Caesar salad, so that it must not have been a smell. Mm-hmm. And then Tim picked up the puppy and like put it to his face to try and get a, but he. You know, like I don't know if this is like you can edit this out. Like, yeah, you you, you don't want kids, right? No, no. I don't. Okay, no. so like imagine you as a mom with this like intense ability it's to not, be able to. It's, it's not, not just, like, a superpower. It's not like a superpower. No, it's not at all. Because moms all. have like this intuition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yours is just like an intuition. Maybe it's always there. To animals. And Only animals, friends. though. It's really, it's re- and the friends have to be really close. That like, I yeah. So it's just like, it's usually roommates, like people that I'm I'm accustomed to their already yeah whatever like it their is. aura. No, that's or, not going down that okay. path. But yeah, like I'm already accustomed to what they normally I'm gonna call it smell like. Yeah. Um, and then they, it changes and I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> better watch out for you. <laughs> you know, but the horse thing is like instantaneous, right? Like I can stand in it. If if a horse is behind me and it gets really afraid of something, I immediately will be like, "Whoa, wow, yeah." 
Yeah, no, can't say I've ever experienced that. I can feel it, definitely. Before it happens, I know something's gonna happen. I've had mm. so many experiences now where before something happens, it's like even a minute, like a whole minute, I just get a feeling. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's gonna be going fine. Nothing happens. I get a feeling. I'm like, and then maybe it happens because I get the feeling. I don't know. Yeah. But weird feeling. I have a feeling we're going slightly off topic here, but <laughs> just slightly <laughs> off topic. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So where were we? Uh, like moral. Okay. Morals. Okay. What about your work? Yeah. So I work with two completely opposite sides of the spectrum. Yes. One that's totally for professional, competitive. What do you call it? competitive performance industry stuff, where what you wear, what you do, what you say, what you bring to the table, whether you win, whether you don't win, all that is, that's what matters. Mm -hmm. And then I'm at the other end, where these people don't even want to know someone that even is interested in competing. Like... Don't talk to me about it. Don't want to hear about it. Yes. Don't want to sell my horse to them. Don't care. Yeah. So I get two sides. Very opposing sides. Yeah. Side. And so trying to get advice is so confusing because I go to one and one says one thing and then it's the polar opposite and I never really know. And because I don't have that, like going back to the support thing, mm -hmm. I'm looking to these people as my support yeah. and so I wouldn't say they're all like like I'd like to compete that I wouldn't say that I could get that kind of support where they're gonna push me to do that yeah but you go to people asking for advice in, a, in another way I can't call my boyfriend and be like hey so I was thinking what do you think about this I had this experience on my horse today uh, how would you, you fix know, it he, yeah. he's not gonna be like oh I think you should have some more lessons with this person because they're really good he wouldn't See, Tim Tim tries now. Yeah. Just just talking about support people and, and how much he does really try. The first thing Tim will say to me is, put your hands where they belong. Mm. Because he doesn't really know where I have to adjust my hands to, but he knows that they belong somewhere. Yeah. Put them where they belong. And then he'll go sit further back. Because he's heard and he's watched other people say how it How they me. look like. And yeah, so he's he's watched me yeah. ride, and he's watched people adjust me, and then he's gone, okay, I understand. But he's a very problem-solving kind of guy. Mm. He likes problems, he likes to fix them. He goes, mm, now you're sitting too far forward. I'm like, okay. And so I'll go past him in the warm-up, and he'll go, yeah, put your hands where they belong, sit back. And I'll sit back and put my hands where they belong. And that is so good. Like, it's seriously good, especially coming from someone that isn't from that mm -hmm. world. You know, I want to put it out because I really want people to be responding to these podcasts. I want to hear other people's experiences, whether someone is feeling the same as me, where I kind of feel like um, I need, I'm looking for that support and don't have it. And I want to know if you've been able to achieve your goals or, or not, or you're feeling stuck. And I also want to hear from the people that um, do have the support and what maybe they don't want it. Like, there, yeah, there are people out there that get it, and it's like, stay away, away from, from me. I want to do my own thing. I know what I'm doing. I know what instructors I want. Stop telling me what to do. Yeah. Stop telling me what to do with my horse. Wow. You know, how many lessons have you had with 
any particular people where you're like, okay, I'm gonna let it go in one ear and out the other because you know what works for your horse. Like, yeah, I I always try and take something away from every lesson that I go to. Obviously, because I'm paying to be there. <laughs> but but I really truly believe, especially as an instructor, that I can receive instruction. It may not work for me, but it may work for one of my students. So I always look, hey, what does that statement mean to me? How can I change it to fix somebody else? Do you think it's always worth a try? Everything? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I think that if you don't stick to your training, like if I started training my horse. But these training methods were were put together over a series of multiple, multiple different things that have now been created into one. Yes. So if these people didn't try, like if they went down the straight path of whatever they, they had envisaged, and then one person didn't come along and throw a random thing in there and be like, well, maybe this leg should be here and this age should be here, then that wouldn't have been developed. So Absolutely. But I mean, uh, let's say somebody said to me, so my horse is too fast, we've come to this, and they said to me, the only way that you're gonna train him out of that, which this is not unheard of, is working him until he's just dead dog tired. Yeah, you know? see, uh, and I'm I would, part of that world. Yeah, and I wouldn't do that, because he should listen to my half halt because he's obedient. And I get the, that side in the morning, and then the other side in the afternoon. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I wouldn't work him until he's dead dog tired, because I need him sharp. Yeah. But the, the people about the dead dog tired don't understand the sharpness because they think that the sharpness is just is not listening to you. Yeah. Like they think that once they're tired, they'll listen to you and do what you want. They're mm -hmm. not, it doesn't seem, they don't understand. I actually had this conversation with someone, someone told me the other day, because I asked them about this, I was like, what's the theory behind, you know, getting them just absolutely bad? desensitized to everything you could possibly think of. I'm talking like slapping them across the head with ropes and stuff so that absolutely nothing affects them. And that is the way that um, it's believed that now the horse will listen and will do any movement that you ask of it because you're the boss. Then I had somebody else tell me, you know, you do that to one of my horses, gonna kill you. And I wanted to kind of be smart, like, you know, these are horses that are rearing, bucking, whatever, and I'm like, do you really want to put up with that? Is that normal? And they're like, you know what, I don't mind a little bit of that. Fine. They call it cheekiness and attitude and, um, what's the other word? Uh, like, um, personality. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we're talking high-end professionals here, but they call it personality, and they say, oh, it's because it's being smart. They want it to be smart, so that's always thinking, because when it comes to doing those higher movements, passage, piaf, all of that, they need it thinking. Yeah. They don't need it just, you know, waiting for you to push it to tell it what to do. And also, like, you cannot, like, impulsion, true impulsion, that hind leg coming under and throwing you into the air will not come from an animal that's not a little sharp. You know, like no horse is going to be so dead dog tired and just be browbeaten. They're not going to put their hind leg under and go, woo, here we go. Mm. You know, you're not going to get a beautiful lengthened trot out of a horse that has been trained not to be excited. 
why is this not understood? Like, why is it, because I had this argument today, okay? Why is that not understood? Because it was like, no, yes, of course it will, because it's doing what it's told. No. If it's listening to you, and it's that tired, and it's listening to you, then it will do anything you ask. It will do any movement you ask, because you're the boss, and you're telling it what to do. Why is this not understood? Because, my guess is because they don't do those movements. Because if you need a horse to do PF, or passage, or even just lengthen stress on the trot and canter, you, you can't, you can't do those without energy. Mm. And if you have no energy, then you can't translate that into those movements because they require a buttload of energy and impulsion and drive from the hind end. And I think that people who believe that you need to have their nose dragging on the ground or have them sweating or whatever it may be to have them doing the job don't do those movements. Mm. Or maybe they don't execute them with as much impulsion as they should. You know, like I want to see a length and trot. I want to see my whole horse tilt on its axis a little bit put its hind legs underneath and send those forelegs up and out in front. I guess it's kind of like an art form. I mean, if you're into one kind of art and yeah. then you're trying, like if you're into like, okay, this is gonna get really like nitty gritty. Yeah, but like let's just say you're into art where it's like a picturesque, like really delicate um, uh, house, like with like floral, I don't know, the old school, you know, Pinks like and... farm, painted oil paintings and stuff like that yeah and then you've got the people that are into like modern art that's like slapped everywhere and all that those two polar opposites are not going to be able to see the value in one particular thing yeah so maybe they'll think that oh this horse is doing PR for passage mm -hmm. because it's like going like this but they don't know the difference between the quality of it yeah 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 maybe like a like the true activity of it. Yeah, I think I think that as well. Like I think I think that when you're also like a lot of people who want their horses really tired to be obedient, um, oftentimes not tired, maybe just like submissive. Mm, I don't know because submission is a term that we use in dressage that still doesn't mean that they're dragging their nose on the ground. Mm. Or they've been browbeaten until they just can't anymore. Mm. So it's more like, because I would still want, I still want my half halt to function. And that is submission. Mm. In dressage. If I said, wait, and he went, okay, then that would still be obedience and submission. Mm. I think, I think it's just, it's attained a different way. It's tough to say. It's hard to say. You know what? It's really hard as well when both sides work because I think yeah. there's two or three or five, like there's so many different um, industries and ways that the horses need to go. And the way that people are training these performance horses, they need them to grow like that. You know, the other side doesn't understand why these people can't hack out on the road and not have their horse shy. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, they don't understand that. They're like, what use is having a $40,000 horse that you can't ride down the road if it spooks in a plastic bag? That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. You know, 
they don't understand that. But then again, these other people don't understand why would you want a horse to stand still all day? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, where's fun in that? It's dopey and it belongs to my four-year-old pony club. Yeah, so, like, I don't want to, I don't have to dig my legs into something to make it go. Hmm. Like, I just want it to go. Okay. But well, I wasn't like that last year. I wanted to, I wanted to push poop up a hill to ride a horse. Mm. Because I was so afraid. Because I was afraid of it going sideways or pear-shaped or anything. Up, sideways, re-re, sideways, anything. Okay, back to validation then. Do you find your validation and success coming more so from yourself now? Or from your coaches and your partner being able to see such a difference in you? Oh, I find great. Like, I love being validated. Um, I think we all do, but I find great validation in when my coaches see something better in me. Um, I find, I found it wonderfully validating when Tim, hoorah, but I mean, also I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't find so much validation if he did it all the time. Like I'll come home and I'll say, oh, I had a really great ride today. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know, like he'll leave it at that. He won't. For a day to day. And that is what I find hard. When there's nobody. Then call me. I'll always validate you. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> oh, Tati. I've got plenty, plenty of time at night. <laughs> and, um, and then I also find great validation in uh, my scores. So, even though I shouldn't. Compared to others or compared to your previous scores? Previous scores. Okay. See, so, I wouldn't. I would, like, I would go to a comp. And it wouldn't matter if I killed my last score by like 30%. If I was still 30% lower than everybody else, it wouldn't be good enough for me. Then you need to join HRCAB because you'll be graded. EA, you're just going to be swept away. Yeah. You're just it, swept I mean, away. isn't it the same? Because you're still going to be competing. No, EA, anybody can compete in any grade. HRCAB, you only compete against people who are graded the same as you. Mm-hmm. So you'd always be like in a playing field of... But EA, you can stay down. People stay down for ages if they don't win. I'm not yeah, necessarily EA. talking about winning. HRCAV, you point out. If you win, you mm -hmm. get a certain amount of points. You only have, I think it's 30 points or 50 points before you go into the next grade. Yeah, that means a lot. You, you have to do a lot of competition. No, you? no, because like I think you get 10 or 15 for first. <laughs> I didn't say I need to come first. I just like I need to be competitive. I need to be better. Like if yeah. I'm like in the lower part, I feel like I would take that so hard. I don't anymore because I always come in last. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I kill my old scores. I I always aim for two things. Like I want to do a great long rain walk, and I want to do a great canter fifteen. Or I want to do a great, long rain walk is always like a huge thing for me um, because I started at three and now I'm at seven. Mm -hmm. um, I even got a seven in my long rain walk in one of the tests that I, goodbye. <laughs> Still got a seven in my long rain walk. Was that on your walk out? <laughs> Sorry, I got three. <laughs> on the buckle. But I mean, he was galloping down the long side. I stopped him, put him on the buckle, walked him out. Weird. Yeah. 
he just was not submission. Like there was yeah, no submissive. Yeah. He was not submitting to the half hub. He Were was you saying tight though. You are probably like, oh crap! I have to do this really, really good. Like, were you pushing your no. yourself? No, because like I'm always slightly too far forward. Mm. And I, at one point in my half-hold, in my canter, I was like, <laughs> please God. <laughs> but what's that lady, she, ride with your mind, she always says, don't be this water skier to his motorboat. Don't no, lean so far back that you end up being a water skier to the oh, motorboat okay. and they just pull you along. Yeah, never know Physics. That. Oh, man. I'll, it's called ride with your mind. She's a lovely lady. She comes up with great stuff. Mm. Great stuff. But I feel like I'm really far back, but I'm sure I'm just sitting mm. straight up. <laughs> That's like holding your hands up and everyone was telling me, hold your hands up because I used to ride like this all the time. Yeah, me like, too. Hold your hands up. Now I feel like I'm riding like this, but it actually looks half decent. Yeah. Know? Have you seen those people do the legete? No. Oh. <laughs> What's it's on? a thing. It's a thing. I'm, I'm not into it, but some people are really into it. What? It's a dressage thing. Oh, really? Yeah, look it up when you get home. Legete. Legete. I thought... Thumbs on top, like all the time. No, no, it's like, like rather than, it's like, yeah. Oh, like, like the oh, hands oh. are like up, like oh, high. Like you just have to look it up, okay? Yeah. You guys at home, just look up legete. Okay. I, I, it's French. It's got an accent in there somewhere. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> legete. Um. Yeah. Well, I don't know how long this has been. I think. Me neither. I don't know. But um, it may be a short cast, it may be a long cast. I, next time I'll set up an egg timer or something, so let me know. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I hope you guys enjoy how off track we get. <laughs> and sideways. Um, if you like what we're doing, check us a like, put comments. If it's on YouTube, put comments down below. If you're- Ask on a question, tell us your story so that then we can comment on your story because like, if she tells me her life, I'll make sure I give her my opinion about her life. So, <laughs> if you'd like to know my opinion about your life, like, yeah. Or give your opinion about my life. And if you're using Anchor, um, you can feel free to just send a voice comment. And we can actually put those voice comments right into the podcast so you can hear the voice comment. And then we can reply to the voice comment as well. It's pretty cool. Um, Is so that anonymous? Can they do it anonymously? Yes, absolutely. But we would be able to hear you, so well talk with really a voice changer. Talking with a voice changer. Like I don't know. But if you want to be anonymous, you're more than welcome to. If you want to tell us your name, that's great as well. Um yeah, and I hope that you guys enjoy our podcast. Bye! Bye. You have to speak, it's a podcast. Bye! <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Sorry. I was waving everyone. Hmm. <laughs>